Hello, Vinny. Hello, Vinny. Hello, friend. Hello, friend. Live from Belarus. It's hello. Hello. Okay. Yeah. Hello. Goodbye. 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 <laughs> In my podcast, there is problem. But yeah, dude. So everyone listen. Episode 189. This is my buddy Vinny from work. And um, we might talk about wine. We might talk about uh, Belarus or whatever the fuck we want to talk about. It's my podcast. Whoever the fuck we want. Um yeah. Like Bam Macaro says, yeah. I do whatever the fuck I want. I do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, dude. Uh, Force is going to come on on Wednesday, and we're going to talk about Magic. Uh, Magic the Gathering. Because he was showing me that, yeah, he trades cards, dude, and makes like a ton of fucking money. Yeah, he got me into it for a yeah. little while. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he asked me yesterday, he's like, do you play it? I was like, no, I don't. And he said he was into it. I was like, oh, that's cool. And he's explaining it to me. But then he was showing me like, like trading, buying and selling them. And I was like... Oh, you, you suave motherfucker. Yeah, Dude, he, he's making a killing off of it. I've made a couple bucks, but nothing he's like He's breaking either, so. it in. Yeah, yeah, dude. yeah. he's going to be the, uh, the new Rudy. You yeah. ever heard of Rudy? No. He, w- he used to be like um, a trader in, in New York, and he just quit all that and invested all his money into magic, and he's making banks. So. Jesus Christ. It's Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> it's uh, for everybody listening, how rude of me. Vinny, introduce yourself. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a dipshit. Ah, yeah. My name is Vinny, and uh, sometimes I have this accent, and, and sometimes I don't. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and that's all you fucking need. So um, that's all you. That's all you need. Uh, I'm trying to get. Sh- yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get for everyone listening. I, I'm, I forget. No one fucking knows about my personal life. New girl at work. Her cousin apparently flies the duplicate of Air Force One because there's two Air oh, Force Ones. Yeah. Because they always fly together in case one breaks, but it's also so they never know which one the president's in. So if you're going to get a shot off, you don't know. Apparently, he flies the other one. Wow. Yeah. So, like, I got really excited because I was like, I'm going to get him on the podcast. And then I realized there's no way in hell that motherfucker can talk about anything he does. (laughs) Like, that's so highly classified. And I was like, how dumb and naive am I? I'm like, oh, he's going to give me a walkthrough. Like. Oh, okay, yeah, sure, Tom. Sure, you dipshit. But, um, <laughs> yeah, dude. So, I, yeah, I want to, I mean, we're going to do a million episodes, but I want to pick your brain about, like, because um, I remember the first day, first day I was working, I met Vinny, and Vinny and I were walking around, and Vinny was just explaining wines to my dumbass. And um, I'm a moron, because I legitimately always thought that there was red wine and white wine, and just, that was it. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I thought all the fucking... I thought Pinot Grigio was a brand. Yeah, I was like, man, they are fucking cleaning up. I was like, they are cleaning up. They got a ton of different labels. And you were like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is made from this grape. And I was like, I'm I'm too stupid to work here. But um, <laughs> yeah, what is so like, what I just like, what makes some more expensive than others? Because like, obviously, there's always better shit, right? So like, yeah, I, you know, I have like an old Xbox 360 in like a drawer and then I've got an Xbox One X behind this laptop and it's it's costs a lot more, but it's 4K game in 60 frames per second. It's fantastic. Right. Terabyte of memory. So like that, I get hard drives or, you know, more better phones. It's but with wine, someone like myself, that's a pussy and all alcohol tastes gross. <laughs> what is, is what 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 makes what makes a cheap wine? I mean, granted, there's there's a, so there's a spectrum, right? Just like my autism, right. there's a spectrum, right? And it yeah. gets better and better and better. But is it linear? Does it 
does it actually keep getting better past a certain point or does it almost become i mean is it like trading cards or is it sort of is it bragging rights right it's having a mercedes with like license plate 0001 it doesn't mean it's faster <laughs> but once you get that level of like wealth that is the bragging right because everyone else has it so yeah well it does it does it actually get better like um i think it gets it gets better as long as you've been established for x amount of time mm -hmm. um like let's just dive into uh american wine so sure. like napa valley napa valley like brands like Duckhorn, um simi josh they're they're well established so look location has a lot to do with it um like you couldn't make a chardonnay here it just i mean it's not gonna taste the same why? they've got why like i don't they tell me that i don't know any right, of this. Right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they just they the right growing conditions a lot of the grapes do better like on hills with you know a lot of sun and uh, pretty much year-round um nice weather mm -hmm. um so napa's just I, I mean you could you could plant um a couple of vines and voila, you could be a, a mom and pop shop and have a pretty decent wine. Mm -hmm. um, but when it comes to the price of wine, um, the bigger, the better, just because they have more people on staff, they can um, get really behind the science about it. And, you know, like if you and I just, you know, grew some vines in our backyard, we'd be like, Oh, okay, this tastes fine. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we couldn't, yeah. We couldn't uh, use beakers and Bunsen burners to make it. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, because it always like I heard I heard Shannon like telling a guy the other day, and I've heard you and if for everyone that's listening that drinks wine, they're like, yeah, Tommy, that's a thing. But I'm a moron, so this is all like fantastically amazing to me. What when you guys explain it, you're like, this is fruitier, this is smokier, this is drier. Like, what the hell does any of that mean? Like, because it is is it actually you know like a fine liquor? Oh, this is a this is an '82 Scotch. Like to me, it all tastes like lighter fluid, right? And yeah, okay. I've had some tasty. I've had some t in my limited experience. I've had some like wines that are like that tastes good, but like, like I, I just I don't know. I just I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I think you know the, they have new world wines and old world wines. Um, so the new world wines are you know pretty much out of California, but the old world wines for some reason like in France and uh, Italy their earth the the soil everything they use it's, it's just it's been tilled and grown throughout so many times even this guy knows i mean i i just What's found up, him man? on the streets i yeah. was like hey come here talk wine <laughs> you look like you know what you're doing. he does look like uh, he knows. <laughs> what's up dog yeah what's up dog what's up uh but yeah like you couldn't do that with california wines just because they it's new to us but you know in the 14th century uh, Spain was doing it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Have and, you, have and again, like the more pricey it is because the more knowledge that they passed on and yeah, it's a little bit in the action because he's been around. So now how much of that stuff is just, uh, how much of that stuff is like proprietary, like almost like Coca-Cola. Like they're not, so it's not just like with, of course I'm going to tie it into this with nuclear weapons. <laughs> it's with nuclear <laughs> weapons. I think it was Edward Teller or Enrico Fermi. One of them said, any country that's ever tried to build a nuclear weapon has succeeded. And that's because it's, there are set laws 
there's like right. you have to collapse you have to collapse a, like a uranium like like a, a uranium mass a subcritical mass you got to get it in either use explosives 360 degrees gun type whatever point is is it's a defined set of laws and it's like the physics doesn't change the physics isn't classified the real trick comes into like how are you going to refine the uranium and that's why we beat the germans to it and that's right. why we speak english instead of german right so right. With wines, it's is it as simple as I'm Corporation X and I'm going to go to France and I'm going to buy this plot of land and mm-hmm. if I grow these grapes, I'm now going to be able to com- compete with the big boys or is there some proprietary information? Is it they always harvest on X day or what we do is we put them in this barrel and we let it age for like it, is that is there is there a little like black magic alchemy to it? Yeah, there is. There's a lot of family secrets too, and like, yeah. like speaking of Germany, like we we could try and um, replicate their Gewurz demeanors, but it's never going to taste the same. Really, we could buy we could buy a lot of land in in Germany, but again, like with these big names and stuff like that, they just they perfected it over yeah. the years and years. Got all these notes and and um, to my knowledge, I mean, I'm not over there watching and you know reading their. You know their their uh, their diaries, but um, from what I've heard, a lot of my friends have told me like there's a lot going on that we don't know about. I mean, yeah, it's like I said, they, you know, they were they were bringing it to the kings and queens when it was tasted like shit, and they loved it. But um, that's so badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a while, wasn't it like safer to drink alcohol in like the dark ages because it was like like the ethanol like killed off all the the bacteria. <laughs> Yeah, you weren't eating. Uh, you weren't. You weren't eating uh, cow shit. So. Yeah, yeah. It's. I was looking at the kettle one bottle the other day. I, know, I was fucking stocking it. Is yeah, yeah. Literally from what the first guy. It's like the first generation is like it was like fifteen, like eighty eight or something. Right. Yeah. It's fucking insane. Yeah. yeah, it's insane. But even that, like, why does what it what, like like vodka? How could one vodka be better? Like that's what I don't get is like because that's not even that like what like, I, I just do you understand like how stupid I am when I when I when this when I comes to this like I just fuck it let's take it in a completely different direction um, so Vinny and I are gonna produce something called Burr for everyone listening Burr is going to be Burr is going to be the cheapest beer ever produced and it's gonna be targeted at. Um, primarily alcoholics and college kids, which are one and the same. But it's going to be people that are they're they're trying to get the most shit to get fucked up with for the cheapest right, amount, right. right? And the same personalities, by the way. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And it's <laughs> they're not they're not getting it for the aftertaste. They're not saying you pair this with a steak. No, they're right. they're they're pairing this with you know whatever their favorite sorority, right? They're, they're, right. Of your pair, yeah. And so I, we were thinking like. Put it in in cuboidal cans for stacking yeah. efficiency, right? Right. And, yeah. yeah. Cuboidal, like a, like a square. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Well, I, I'd say more of a rectangle, right? Yeah, a more a more of a rectangle, right? Do you think that would be better? I think it would. Look at the the we got that water stuff that's in a. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I always think though. Is like, why wouldn't? Because I mean, like, I was in a fraternity. I was in like Valdosta for like my first two years of college, and like. I mean, there is, like, an undeniable, like, yeah, like, no one tries to hide it. There's no, like, let's pretend, like, you're going to get the cheap, what can we have, a th- we have a $1,000. How many 30 packs can we get, right? Right. So it's, 
it, it all tastes like shit. So that's what I've always wondered is like, how come someone hasn't just made the bottom line, right? Right. Because you got Natty Light, yeah. maybe Keystone. I want to say Steel Can Reserve, right? Right. So that's what I've wondered is how come there isn't a like hyper low priced beer? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on one second. It's not like a freaking volcano going on. You're, you're good. <laughs> Vinny's okay. a busy father. Go, go. So, no, cheapest no. possible you, John. beer. You, John. <laughs> cheapest possible you, John. beer. Let's see. You, Let's get that. How you going, I guess, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, I got freaking Moana in the background. I'm like, oh my God, I got. I don't know what. Where's my Where's my ship? Yeah, I don't know what Moana is. Moana is uh, the kids movie that. Uh, oh yeah, I don't. I don't have kids. You know the rocks in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Rocky's got his own tequila now. Yeah. No, he sold that. Huh? He sold it. He sold it. He sold. I think so. I might be fake news. Hold on. I might. <laughs> the Rock tequila. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um. Well, that's what I'm going to do, because when the podcast gets big, because I was thinking, like, how many people, like, do you have The Rock's tequila? Like, for no other reason than it's The Rock. I mean, brilliant business move. Do you have Michael Jordan's new tequila? Do you have Post Malone's Rosé? Do you have Snoop Dogg's 19 Crimes? Do you have, what are the, what? Are, I mean, right? It's all shit like that. No one's, no one's, uh, uh, Conor McGregor, didn't he have something? He had a he had an Irish whiskey in the what's his face Kenny Chesney's got his own uh, rum. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, even secrets like secrets secrets is a huge for everyone listening. Secrets is a huge bar up here in Maryland. It's I worked there in 2011. It's one of the biggest yeah. bars in the nation, if not like the biggest. Yeah, top, it's, it's top insane. ten in the East Coast. Yeah, I think it has to be higher up than that because they have their own radio station, their own hotel. When I worked there, yeah. I worked at bars and colleges, and there would be. There'd be like three, four of us on on staff, right? Like bouncers. When I worked at Secrets, I mean, there'd be like 120 of us <laughs> connected with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just to put that in perspective, we had earpieces, dude. This is in wow. 2011. We had earpieces. Shit would go down with our. We had waterproof walkie-talkies in our back pockets, and we would literally walk around fucking Secret Service, and we would just pin people. You'd be like, "You see them? Like I see them? Like and it just you'd follow people around. Yeah, it was." I kind of felt yeah. like, yeah, I kind of felt like John Wick. I'd be like moving through the crowds, looking at people. <laughs> the reality is, is like I, I didn't, I didn't look at him at all. They're probably like, who's this fucking faggot dipping through the crowds with a walkie-talkie, <laughs> playing GI Joe? But you, you shoot him with your squirt gun? Yeah. Oh, oh, I squirted on him. It's uh, a, <laughs> it's, dude. How many times there would just you would just find people boning in the bathrooms, and you'd be like, oh my god, be like, ma'am, sir, can you guys just please stop? But it. Yeah, I don't really want to go into that. Are you filming this? We can make some money. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exa- exactly. And then, are you are you trying to get the uh, the Pornhub guy on? I'm trying to get him on. He's not responding to me. But you know what? It's, well, give me his number. I'll call him. Yeah, yeah, sir. I'm an avid user. It's yeah. <laughs> you know, it's about. I've explained this before. It's about. A, it's about a 95% ghost rate with with getting yes. potential uh, guests on. It's about a 95% ghost rate. With about a five percent response rate, and of that five percent, I'd say one of five actually do it. But um, yeah, it's but uh, so like secrets. So that that bar S E A C R E T S, like they have obviously we carry it. They have all their own liquors. But even that, like, there's no, you know, there's no, 
you're not buying secrets gin or tequila or or maybe I'm wrong. Is it is it like a cut above? It's pretty damn good because okay. they actually do have like a, a group of scientists. Okay, well, well group, all right, like well, one or two. All right, well, all right, well, fuck me, I'll shut up. But actually, but that <laughs> but that might be a perfect example. Yeah, you're right because that's almost like as I was saying it, I was going to be like they don't have it figured out. But I was like, if there was a group that would figure out, what would it be? It would be a thing yeah. that's existed for a while. Secrets is like right. moderately. It's been around for a while, right? He started like just like a little shack, yeah, and then just yeah. and it, yeah, but like the distillery tour i was blown away i was like i like i thought just like you did um like oh my god is this like bowman's vodka no they like they do they have all the what is it ph testing and yeah. all the beakers birds are in the back yeah yeah <laughs> oh god the alcohol content's too high but it's um get fired again <laughs> but it's who what's the name of the owner do you remember uh what's it Leighton. Leighton, yeah because I remember he, I remember yeah. he used to ride up there when I worked there in 2011, and he used to ride up, yeah. and he would come out like five, six p.m., six, seven p.m. Sun was setting. I don't know, seven, seven thirty, and I'm just keep pushing back the time. It was like eight, eight thirty. It was like nine o'clock. It was one in the morning. It was noon the next day. It was tomorrow. <laughs> but he would come up, and he have one of those jet boats that yeah. they don't actually have a, a motor that extend or you know droops down in the water. It's just two mm-hmm. fucking jets in the back. So you, they're for, they're built for uh, like rivers in like Alaska. So you can go up streams. They're, I mean, they're, I'm not bullshitting. They're meant for, you're supposed to, you can use them in as little as four inches of water. Like that's what they're, for. yeah. But he would always yeah. come in on one of those, all metal. And he would always, yeah, have a couple of just jacked guys next to him, like Glocks on hips. And they always <laughs> walk in. I wonder if I'm like, if I'm, am I framing him in a bad light? They used to. No, it, am I about smart. to? Am I about to get him on like tax evasion? No, I don't think he does that. Well, they would come in and they would get huge. Fuck it, I haven't worked there in nine years. Then whatever, <laughs> whatever. No, no such thing as bad press, unless I get fucking killed by one of his mercenaries. But I have mercenaries too because I'm buddies with Delta Force guys. Let's go, Layton. Fucking proxy war. Let's do it. Um, yeah, of course, yeah. Guy. I'm calling. Yeah, I'm calling you out. But they used to go on they, these get these big old duffel bags of cash and then they would just walk out on the boat and it was just yeah. like you part the like the sea parted and it yeah yeah but i guess if someone had the money well, yeah. right and a lot of cash that these kids are carrying around yeah so if you had i mean oh no if you're gonna do it you gotta be walking in there just fucking strapped those guys weren't yeah. those guys weren't the, the the gay fuckers like us we had our peace police shirts no, that was a different tier. That was, yeah, that was, they would have shot us no differently than anyone else. But, um, right. <laughs> but, uh, hi, Leighton, I work here. But, um, hey, buddy, how's it going? How you doing, buddy, pal? But, um, did I ever tell you about the fucking psycho I used to see there? There's this dude. Yeah. Holy shit, this guy, how do I just, he had this like wiry, he had this like wiry, like fro. And he was, I mean, this guy had to be in his 70s at the time. This is 2011. Secrets. Rail thin, shorter than me. So I don't know. He's like, I mean, he had to be like 5'6, maybe. But he Mm, would come in. Yeah, he would come in, big Coke bottle glasses, just thick as fuck, right? Like comical. (laughs) His eyes looked big behind it. And, uh, and, uh, (laughs) But he would come in and he would always have these matching uniforms, whatever it was. He'd have yeah. on like 
he had he had dance shoes on that looked like like bowling shoes right <laughs> so let's say the suit was like the 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 outfit was yellow so he'd have on these like yellow leather shoes oh god he'd have on these shorts that were like 1970s basketball like length i mean like a couple inches past the dick like right there <laughs> but they would be matching like tight yellow he'd have a big buckle on he'd have this like right. skin tight like yellow vest maybe a long sleeve but it was all leather and then he'd have on like a cap like one of those like uh you know like extra extra read up one of those fucking caps called you know what i'm talking about you yeah. know yeah but it'd be matching or in, if it was red it would all be red whatever it was it was always like red and yellow and uh it was insane and this guy <laughs> and this so there'd be lines at secrets for everyone listen google secrets s-e-a-c-r-e-t-s this it's insane and yeah and so lines i mean the lines will go out like two three hundred yards like no no bullshit like people will stand in line for four or five hours to get in on like a crowded yeah. night this guy used to i remember the few times i worked near the door i remember i'd see him because i because I, I used to see him like every night i worked and then like i started so i used to rec i mean it's hard not to recognize this guy <laughs> and, uh, i don't know like i recognize him yeah no the dude that looks like a fucking condom and he would be walking up <laughs> But I'd see him walk up, and I'd see him walk by the whole line. And I'd be like, man, who is this ballsy motherfucker? And, like, they were very strict on, like, the doorman never took cash. It was never like, hey, bud, can I go in? Because the doorman doorman would be fired. And this place would run like a Russian fucking nightclub. Like, they had cops there. The cops would scan the IDs. No fakes got in because it wasn't worth them to lose business. This place, I mean, this... Even if you give me vodka. Exactly. Even no. if you give me vodka, money, no, no, no. They don't give a shit. I mean, I'm yeah. sure some dark things went on in secrets. Probably still do. Anyway, this dude would walk up, and I'd be watching him. I'd be like, who is this motherfucker? And he'd walk up, <laughs> and it wouldn't even be that he went to give cash to the doorman. He would walk by and just hold up his fist, and they'd, like, fist bump, and he'd walk in. And I'd be like, okay, so this guy knows <laughs> someone. <laughs> like, because no, it doesn't matter how hot the girls are. You know, maybe if it's one thirty in the morning, they might get slipped yeah. in. But this dude peak eight, eight p.m. Music's bouncing, the strip is just packed with people, and this dude would walk by everyone, not make a big deal, just bump, dressed Ooh. like dressed like a moron. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah, I want. Uh, yeah, so I used to see this, guy and and the story gets better. So he'd always be in on the. Di- this guy's a teetotaler, didn't drink, didn't smoke, nothing. This guy would go in there. I mean, he had to have been on some stimulant because this guy would dance for six hours. <laughs> I mean, dude, this guy was like a Sasha Barrett Cohen. That's the best way to describe it. This guy was he was okay. he, he, a little Borat-ish, not as like absurd, yeah. but like, I mean, he's like a Sasha Barrett Cohen uh, character. That's what he is. That's the best way to describe him. Like a mix between Borat and Bruno, and <laughs> but he would only talk if, talk, if spoken to. So a little less... Wow. It, but I mean, a character nonetheless. Like, yeah, of course. And he would go in there and he would dance and just the most, I mean, just nonstop move, just fist bumps, you know, <laughs> making sure you can see the outline of his dick. And he'd always have the hottest girls with him. Wow. Disco, disco. So I'm building all that up to say, I finally, I asked one of the managers one night. Oh, so I went up to like fist bump him. And this guy doesn't fist bump. He punches you in the knuckles. <laughs> And he's got, I remember it like bruised my hand. I was like, what the fuck? And he'd always have all this bling and shit. And finally, one night, my curiosity got the best of me. And I was like, who the fuck is this like, this cracked out dude 
You can see his dick print. He's wearing leather clothes, skips the line, and there's dimes just falling all over him. And I was like, who is yeah. this guy? Is this Leighton's dad? Like, who is this? Who is it? Who is it? He is, it wouldn't tell me his name, but he is the, he doesn't actually oversee the business. He's just in that sweet spot where you own it and you just get the royalties. Right. Ma- That's him. Maserati. Wow. He's motherfucker Jones. Yeah. So this guy is, is motherfucker Jones. Just an heir to it. Just didn't have to do shit. Wow. Just well, that's that's not correct. I mean, I don't know anything about him. Maybe he worked hard. I don't know. But this dude just and they're like, yeah. Have you ever noticed his belt? And I realized all the color schemes. Oh, and sorry, I forgot the other business he has, Ferrari. So he would always be wearing. I didn't realize the buckles would always be like the car ornaments. And the wow. colors would always be like racing stripes and shit. Okay. It all made sense. Yeah. <laughs> it all made sense. I was like, this guy must have. Ro-. I was like, I never saw his car, but I imagine he was dropped off in some like 1960s limited edition. And he's got to just be throwing down uh, cash <laughs> like it's nothing. And I was like, it all makes so much sense now. But yeah. So I don't know how the fuck we got into that. But that money, I no so idea. I guess if that it makes sense. Ferrari, uh, yeah. Apparently. I know, right? So, but that guy's money. So if there's that money at Secrets, then yeah, that makes sense. They get a distillery, right? Yeah. And they're not just, yeah, they're not just rebranding. They're probably going to do it right. And yeah, I mean, you got to start somewhere because in 50 years, they'll yeah. be able to say it's oh for 50 years, you know? Yes. Yeah. But yeah, it's not just... Now, do you think, in all your knowledge, because because you know the answers to all this, do you think that's what, like, The Rock and, like, Conor McGregor do? Or do you think that's more of a cash grab? I mean, it's all a cash grab, but what isn't a cash grab? I, I think um, they seek out people that know what they're doing. Like, they've done their research. But they're, they're, Leighton is always there in the mix, just making sure that his stuff tastes good. That's yeah. one thing. So that's, I think really that's why he's established and, and his uh, liquor is doing as good as it has been over the years. Yeah. So we can't keep it on the shelves, right? That's true. That's true. I had a guy that's a uh, good friend, friends with Layton and um, he couldn't get it anywhere. And we only had uh, a couple of the flavored vodkas left. Yeah. He's like, Mother-. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we need it. Yeah. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like if, if yeah. you, you would have given me a call, I would have put it off uh, underneath the, uh, the register or whatever yeah i mean but yeah that guy because that guy yeah you're right he he did grow secrets because i remember when i was there they would still be adding shit and it's just getting he's not someone that just sat on it he's he's there as much as i mean as much as you want to shit on him for having hundreds of millions of dollars but the dude is there every day yeah he works he's there i remember he was trying to um he was trying to franchise it when I worked there in 2011, there was a lot of talks about friends. They had a bunch of like posters and like pamphlets they'd hand. Like any of us making $6 an hour, we're going to go to the Bahamas location. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. I'm 20 years. I worked there when I was 20. When I got off, yeah. I was escorted out because I wasn't allowed to be on premises for being 20 until I was 21. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, real loyalty. Like I'm off work and they'd be like, all right, you need to leave. Like the other bouncers would like escort me out because I was now an underage person. I was like, I was like ruthless. Right. You gotta respect the ruthlessness, I guess. Yeah. Just just yeah. milk you for you are labor and nothing more. You are just cat right. you are cattle. But um it's get here, yeah. freaking Yeah. Get out cow. of get out of here. You have done job. You, you are, don't go away. You go away. That's where I you met my original 
Bulgarian friends at Secrets. I think oh, I showed you told that. me about that. Ivan, Ivan Georgiev, G-E-O-R-G-I-E-V, Ivan G. Look him up on Instagram. He was Mr. Bulgaria. He's six foot four. He's a professional bodybuilder. Every fucking year, he has a girlfriend that's somehow harder than the last. And <laughs> nicest dude in the world is the next Arnold Schwarzenegger. It went Arnie, and then Arnie kind of unofficially handed off the torch to The Rock. I think The Rock will one day hand it off to Ivan. Like, no bullshit. And Ivan, like, went on Arnold's, like, pilgrimage. He, like, went to... Well, because he lived in Europe. He was born here. He was born... But he went to, like, the towns Arnold grew up in, like, the order he moved. Almost like a sort of Hodge. He went there, and he was like, I need to walk in his footsteps. And he's the most (laughs) intense guy. I love Ivan. I love Ivan so much. Um, He came... He actually came here for one Christmas in 2015, and, Did uh, he try to marry a bunch of girls? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the Ivan moves quick. Like Ivan, there's yeah. this beautiful girl that wants to meet you. He's like, I propose. I'll be like, pump the brakes, man. Let's, you know. <laughs> but at the same time, man, maybe who am I to judge? Maybe that's why yeah. he gets what he wants. Is he just fucking? Yeah. He just walks up to girls. He's like, you are a girlfriend now. Okay. <laughs> but I remember, gir- dude, okay. girls at secrets. He's, I mean, he used to. I mean, it really was. Like, he'd almost swat them away like flies. Like, it was... And it wasn't a show. He actually was annoyed. Because it would just happen so much. I guess after the 40,000th girl, he'd be like, please... He's all the time. Yeah. Yeah. He's barbarian. Ivan the barbarian. Yeah. He came down and... Uh, no, no, no. He, 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 he entirely believes that he's a, a reincarnated Viking. And he has a, he has a, physiolo- he has a physiology and kinesiology degree. He's a smart guy. Um, but he, he came down and stayed with me at UGA for a month because he wanted to see an SEC school at, at Georgia or in, in, in America. And I remember he came down, everyone thought he was like a new freshman running back or something. So he'd be a, you know, but, yeah. But I remember we finally taught him cause Ivan was like, the girls were just like girls that like anyone else would crawl through glass for. Ivan, Ivan would be like, you know, kind of push him away. And finally, one of my friends down there, Tom, they're like, yeah, Ivan, Ivan doesn't need these hoes. No. Well, I remember Ivan learned that line. And this is back, <laughs> now it's 2020. Ivan speaks pretty much perfect English now. But this is, it was still butchered. And I remember, <laughs> so girls would come over and, you know, we'd be at a bar or something. And they'd be like, so where are you from? And he'd be like, but he thought it was all as like formal as no thank you. He would just go, no hoes. <laughs> he just go no hose like no hose like no thank you like, no hose <laughs> no hose <laughs> no no hose thank you though no hose i'm ivan no hose no yeah. hose no hose i don't want no, no. hose no hose <laughs> but it's so cute it was go no hose <laughs> no but i mean downtown atlanta we got he and i went on this ferris wheel because it was I guess we're gay as fuck, but we got in this and there were this girl's like, Can I ride with you? And I and I just goes, No hoes. <laughs> but um You're like, Ivan, what are you doing? Yeah. I remember at Secrets, I remember a girl I remember this is back when I was like ripped. And I remember Ivan came up to me and I'd never met him before. I'd never spoken to him in my life. This was two thousand eleven. He barely spoke right. English. And I remember right. he came up to me and almost like almost like I was a jacket at a store. I remember he like picked up my wrist and was like grabbing my bicep and my shoulder and he and he's like turning it over and he was like you have good striation good cut and he like turned me around and looked at my back he was like oh strong latissimus huh and i just remember i was like too scared to do anything i was like what the <laughs> fuck is going on 
my arms off. He was just picked me up and he looked at me. He was like, good. And I was like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> but too scared, can't move. Yeah, dude, he's fucking insane. But I remember he and his friends used to walk home at night and they'd walk like 20 blocks. And one night I was like, do you guys just want a ride? Like, I can give you a ride. <laughs> and I remember they got in and I played. Uh, actually, we were singing it the other night. I played Scotty Doesn't Know. And uh, ah, yeah. And I remember Ivan goes, great film, 2004 American film, great film. And I was just like, <laughs> fuck yeah. And I remember I drove him home maybe maybe a minute and a half ride. And I remember like we pulled in. I didn't think anything of it. And I remember Ivan like grabbed me, grabbed my arm and he goes, we are brothers now. Oh, and shit. Was, well, it's nine years later and we're still friends. <laughs> but he just yeah. looked at me and he's like, we are brothers now. And I was like, <laughs> I was like okay. Vinny, if you so can't if tell, well, so, yeah, Vinny, oh. if you can't tell, I don't shut the fuck up. You got to butt in. You got to throw bows and come in and, and talk. Cause no, man, you're doing good. You're I just, doing good. I vomit nonstop. It's I just podcast, like little sissy girls. So. Little sissy podcast, but have did you see how apparently uh, it came out? It got leaked yesterday that there is a like a there's a there's like a movement within Spotify that they want to start um, putting trigger warnings on on Joe Rogan episodes. I oh, learned what shit, really? apparently it'd be like, apparently it'd be like hey, you know at eleven minutes and forty eight seconds he 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 says faggot okay at, at an hour and seven minutes and twenty seconds um he makes fun of fat girls trigger warning so that if you are one of the affected groups you don't get triggered so they're gonna start putting <laughs> trigger warnings this is getting ridiculous man <sighs> what's the price at which you sell out though because he got a hundred million dollars. <laughs> That would work for me. Yeah, that's, you know, I always look at it. I'm like, he's selling out. And I'm thinking if, if someone was like, we're going to sign Tommy's podcast for $100 million, but no more talking about war. You got to take down the American flag and just all PC stuff. Wow. But that's nine figures. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I might be like, sign me up, you know, yeah. I'll push whatever yeah. you want. I'll bring on whatever Let little disney star you want i'll push the new ford whatever but it's a little it's a little sad though right it's a little sad to see that happen i don't know man i don't know it's i don't know did you see what yeah i do yeah i mean i guess a hundred million dollars though because at like what point at what point has it be has have it has it achieved its goal right? right you're doing the thing but he was, by the time he started the podcast, though, he had just come off Fear Factor. And he already had, he said he already had, re like, retirement money. Right. So it's not it's not about the money. Yeah. Or it wasn't. I don't know, man. Part of me thinks you just got to burn it down. I think yeah. You, I think you just got to go down swinging. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows, man? Maybe I'll get $100 million and I'll sell out immediately. Yeah. You don't know until you have that situation. You don't know until you have money, huh? If you have money, maybe you buy your own country. Yeah, maybe own country. You have money, huh? It's yeah, dude. I don't know, man. Do you think? Do you think Rogan's gonna create his own liquor? He should. Do you think he's at that point? Oh, yeah. Why not? I feel like there's almost a he... threshold you have to get to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think maybe I he should make his own liquor, you know, like what? when I was in college, I made my own, uh, it was, uh, for the fall, I made my own apple cinnamon wine. <laughs> I, I, 
I didn't do it right because it was my first time like getting into wine. Yeah. So it had like chunks in it, but uh, you know, <laughs> it's like my little garnish. Yeah, like, well, yeah, yeah, hey, man. Built. Isn't it a? Uh, don't they make wine in the uh, in in toilets in jail? Isn't there like yeah. to- toilet wine? Yeah, yeah, you can make it anywhere. Just got to ferment, get the right yeast and sugar. So do you have to use grapes? No, no, it's you can make just... it with anything that's edible, really. Why is it? Actually, rose, the, 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 so we had like a challenge, who had the best wine? And that was kind of like a part of the uh, the final exam. And uh, a lot of people like didn't take the time to stir and, you know, use the, um, um, what's it called? Uh, I can't remember the technical term. It was like a little strainer where you take all the excess stuff that's at the top out. Um, so a lot of their wines turn to uh, vinegar. Um, but you can actually turn um, that into brandy. Okay. And there's behind that. And we actually tried the brandy that uh, some of the um, misfit kids that didn't come in and uh, do it right. We turned their, their crap into brandy. It was really good. How do you turn it into brandy? What is brandy? Yeah. You basically, you'll heat up the vinegar wine um, and you have to have like the special beakers and it basically drips. It, when it evaporates, it's at such a um, high alcohol percentage. It's like what, so wine is 15, 16% alcohol. This will like double that. So okay. it's, or triple it. So it's like 50%. Okay. So... I- Similar to moonshine, I haven't actually been in the backyard trying to make my own moonshine. Uh, but, you know. My friend made moonshine in Georgia. My friend from the deep south. The yeah, deep, the deep south. No, the deep south. Like, yeah, that's a. Uh, don't get. Uh, I mean, like his like his grandpa was like in the KKK, like straight up, like. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, playing the banjo. But I remember, Ooh. but Grant, I remember, I remember Grant brought up moonshine. When I transferred to UGA, I remember he came up and brought it up. Tommy, I'm coming up this weekend. I was like, well, I guess you're coming up this weekend. <laughs> yeah. No, you're Just say, can you text that to me? Yeah, yeah. I'm already on my way. I'm, I'll be there now. Or I'm like, well, I guess. I'm where you might get. I'm, 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 just, I'm just getting. Yeah, I guess Grant's sleeping on my couch this weekend. I'm fucking, all right. But I remember he brought these mason jars of moonshine. And I was like. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I was like, all right. Like, Okay. It might have methanol in it. I might go blind, but I was like, okay, let's try it. That was the weirdest thing I had ever had in my life. Yeah, I because, bet. well, no, it's and it's still it's a, still like a head scratcher to this day, because it didn't taste like alcohol, and I don't mean like it was well mixed, like a nice girly drink or something. You know, because even the sweetest girly drinks, like you're still gonna get that like, <clears throat> you know, that bite of vodka or something. Yeah, right. This you wouldn't know. I mean, there right. was nothing. Mm. I don't mean there was it's a like, little. I meant there was nothing. Yeah. It, it tasted hot. It tasted hot, yeah. but it didn't taste like it. And so he had one with like an apple in, and he had one with a peach, and I think he had one with a straw. So it, it had that flavor. But dude, it just tasted like lukewarm water with flavor. Wow. And I remember it was the weirdest thing because I thought he was fucking with me. I was like, Grant, this isn't yeah. alcohol. I remember like four of us, four like big guys drank like a little mason jar. 20 minutes later, we were like arm in arm. We were like singing songs. <laughs> One of us was puking, like didn't even make it to the game, passed out at noon. It was like getting hit by a fucking freight train. And my, the, my fifth friend, David, I remember he ate the apple. Oh, God. And, like 30 minutes later was just 
blackout drunk. <laughs> just, yeah, but that yeah that was weird because I'd never had anything like that in my life. I've never had anything like since, and it was just it was just heat. It's the only way I can yeah. describe it. But yeah, I don't know why I brought that up, but um, yeah, no, that's a good story. Yeah, it's like the time uh, my buddy went over to Europe and kind of like Europe trip. Uh, he brought back a bottle of absinthe. Oh my god, the real stuff. Like we sell the knockoff. A brand uh, at uh, at our liquor store. Yeah. <laughs> There's your chance to get yeah, your plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if if, they, if if he wants to sponsor me, he can. Nobody gets a free plug, dude. Nobody gets a free plug. That's right. That's I got I got someone emailed me the other day, and they're like, "Hey, like we'd like to like sponsor your podcast. It's like a go vote initiative." And I was like, "Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like what? What is like? Because like the cheapest you can go is like a penny per view." Which is still more than right. anything I've ever gotten, but I'm like, I was like, okay, hey. cool. They're like, well, it's uh, it's actually zero dollars. It's a charity. Th- I, just, <laughs> I just I just blocked the email. I was like, fuck off. Like zero point zero 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 one. Zero point zero zero. No, fuck off. It's yeah. yeah, man. It's I still don't know how I'm gonna make money on this. That's there's gotta be. I mean, uh, you find you can ask Ivan. He got you back. Ivan. I've yeah, I've been probably his own uh, uh, vodka. We try it on the show. I <laughs> while bodybuilding. Yeah, while bodybuilding, bodybuilding vodka. It's yeah, dude. I don't know. It's I don't know. It's I'm just I'm just trying to think of like all the, like the liquors and shit because they all see, do seem to be like. Does that is that just a move where you just get your own liquor at a certain amount of wealth. I know I keep yeah. circling back to it, but it's just something that kind of fascinates me because it's all people that have nothing to do with liquor. Right. 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 Yeah. It just seems like if you put your name on it, right? Yeah, it's still gotta taste good though. Yeah. Like do say he picked that we couldn't we couldn't keep that in stock this summer. What is it? Do say it's cognac. It's uh it's like better than Hennessy. Alright. Fair enough. But yeah, like we couldn't keep it on the shelf. Now we got it. And yeah. of course, it's the end of the summer. Yeah. Nobody's here to drink it. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe that's what I need it's to do. What? It's a brandy, okay. like uh, top of the line brandy. So he did his research too. It tastes great. What's like, what's your favorite wine? My favorite um Well, in the summer, I like a, a very heavy, oaky, uh, buttery. Uh, Chardonnay, and that I will get from California. Um, in the winter, uh, it's going to either be between a hard-hitting Cabernet from California or like uh, a French red. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, like anything you get from France, even table wine, it's the best. Like Spain, Italy, they could say what they you know. And Ita- I love Italian wines, but um, nothing I've ever had from. Uh, um, from France, uh, red blends have been anything but great. So, why is that though? Like, like I was saying, man, they've been just doing it for years. But you, a wine drinker, you can actually tell a difference. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But what is it? Is it just does it taste better going down? Do you not get hungover? Is it everything? Everything. Um, you don't get hung over. You get the great taste in the front of the tongue, after the back of the tongue. 
This is smooth, man. This is very smooth. The smoother the better. If there's a giant bite or you get, you know, headaches the next day, it's it's crap. It's crap wine. There's too many sulfates and what's like pesticides. <laughs> what's what's like the OG what's like what's like the best wine and not like collector's item wine? Like what's like the best like what do you drink when you've got fuck you money? When you got fuck you oh man. Yeah. Is there is there and I don't mean like a, a year, like a you know, a nice classic yeah. something right is there yeah is there like a brand is there is there yeah italy actually succeeds in this one um it'd be like a 1994 amarone or amarone uh they just get better with age um you gotta let you can either use a decanter or just you know take the cork out and wait five minutes and drink it's it's hard to describe. Like a lot of people say, Oh, I taste, you know, I taste mud or I taste uh, hay or whatever, but that's just, it's your own, your taste buds. Just there, you get like this essence and everybody tastes differently, but for some reason, the older, old, what, uh, old world wines that have been aged, you know, properly in, in somebody's cellar for years, they just, they're amazing. Why you can't do that with, why is that though? World. What, what happens in aging? Is it not something that you could artificially enhance? Cause it's all, it's all just chemical processes. So like what, yeah. what is it that happens in the aging process? Well, there's again, there's science to it. It's above me, but, um, like in Italy and Sicily, even, um, they grow, uh, their vines on the sides of old, uh, volcanoes just because of that deep earthy, ashy dirt soil. Like, yeah. I don't know. There's something behind it that just for some reason they can just get better with age. But it, but I, it, it couldn't be like artificially um, expedited. It couldn't be. It, there's a possibility. I mean, I'm sure you can throw some uh, phosphorus uh, N1G color red in there, but I don't know. I've never tapped into that side. I feel like if it was possible, someone would have figured it out and already made. I bet you people have been trying to. Because that's not a cheap process. That's not a cheap industry is what I mean. No, and you can't, like you were saying, like you can get a plot of land over there, but who's going to work it, you know? Yeah. So closest thing we got, I think, is California. And, you know, it's on the north, southeast, western hemisphere, right? It's like facing that way. Yeah, it's facing that way. Is yeah. Could you do, what if you got sunlight, like nonstop sunlight, but it was freezing cold? Well, never mind, I wouldn't grow then. If I was thinking like top of Mount Everest, because, I mean, there's no, nothing can possibly cast a shadow on it. It is the thing right. that casts the shadow, right. Right? right? But what the fuck would grow up there? If you got, if you got like a greenhouse that's like uh, oh, yeah. heated or something, maybe. But like, who the fuck work there? Yeah. Well, I mean, you'd have to have fuck you money. You'd have, it'd be, it'd, you'd, you know, that'd be something like Bezos would set up. And it could work. It could work because that's probably the right uh, Mars. Do you think there's going to be wine on Mars? Do you think they're going to develop? Martian soil, and then fly that shit back. Hell yeah, that is that's wine, bro. That is that that will happen. That's my prediction. That is a flex. There'll be Martian wine. Right? Yeah, you just you drink it and you start floating. Yeah, fuck you, Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> there will I be play basketball after the, uh, or drink the marshmallow uh, Mars wine. Do you think? Do you think they'll grow pot on Mars? Maybe. I mean, I feel like you have to. You have to do something. It's untapped potential right there, bro. 
Do you think we're going to see that in our lifetimes? Do you think we're going to see Mars? I don't mean like physically be there. I mean, do you think that we're going to get there like humanity? If we talk to the aliens that have, you know, been frequenting the land, maybe. Do you mean the UFOs coming here? Yeah, the, yeah, they've been frequenting. They have been, and it's kind of creepy that it's been happening more and more and more. It, but isn't that weird that like the Pentagon can release a vid, release like a statement that says like these are unidentified flying objects? And what well, is, we got some shit going on right now. People are like, Meh. that's that's what I keep thinking of. It's like it almost feels like it almost it's such a weird thing because like it's a real feeling. There's a New York Times headline that says we have recovered craft not of this world right and it just kind of went under the radar <laughs> i'm hyped about it man i, so I think I. That, uh, but it, if, we, if we tap into our subconscious man oof, sky's the limit what do you mean so like my friend she she wrote a book and um it's probably coming out soon uh but uh yeah man like there's there's stuff out there like you know, they say that we only use 10% of the brain. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably pretty, uh, generous. Yeah. Pretty generous. Um, so if you can, if you could tap into that side that, you know, your, your anxiety, anger, your mind's going hundred miles an hour and you can't stop it. Mm -hmm. Fucking hey, look at phenomenon. I mean, that's kind of a off the topic Have out you... there in a movie with, uh, was it, uh, not Tom Cruise. What's his face? You saw Phenomenon, right? Where he's like flipping out just as a woo. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say there's a book called Phenomena too. Um, but I there's... Know. Well, I mean, no, because I, like, I, I'm an avid meditator. That's like how I keep anxiety at bay. And I have yeah. for the last 12 years. If that's, yeah. I mean, if I don't do it, 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 I mean, it is... I have a terrible day if I don't do it. It's... Um, yes. Same but I found that... I remember there were a couple of days in college where like I would really kind of like really get in there'd be i mean when i say a couple days i mean let 10 i'd say less than 10 experiences in the last 12 years so right but there would be a, there was like 10 10 separate days i mean all of them months apart years apart where mm -hmm. i mean it would really i would like you know how sometimes you can kind of feel like even right now you're probably like tensing a muscle that you're not even thinking about and now that i think about yeah. it i can kind of like you know let you know let your but when I would get into these like these meditation sessions, I would hit a point where like 20, 30 minutes in, like more would give way. But it was like it was tenseness that I didn't even that I couldn't consciously control. It was right, like right. I I'd, I'd feel my legs kind of really, you know, and it was like it was like taking off a shoe that was a little too tight. It was like right, right. and like your breath slows down and you kind of just yeah. sink deep and the thoughts you stop having thoughts and there starts to be more and more time in between thoughts right, and you kind of right. go and it, it gets really quiet and you just sort of start sinking down and there are these yeah. like waves of like bliss and like peace and it's right. just uh, and you just you know it's like when you lay down in bed after a long day or you get into a hot yeah. shower and you just like you, know, you throw back a couple shots and you just sit on the couch for a second and you're like okay you know it's like that but i remember i would like sink down sink down sink down but what would happen is that my mind would become so clear and and then when i stopped there was almost like a little hangover effect but it was like in a positive way so for like 10 yeah. 20 minutes afterwards i'd be like really clear and it would slowly start to fade out thoughts would come back in but then i would get clear but in more and more and more and the next thing you know you're off doing whatever 
But I remember yeah, going to class right after that happened once. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember it was like instant learning. I didn't have to study, but it was like intense shit. It was organic chemistry, but I just remember seeing it slide at a time and it was just it was just downloading and i remember just looking at it and was like like instant understanding right and like you have no side distractions nothing and like and then like and i i can't get back to that state it's the single best state i've ever felt in my life i remember when these times would happen i would think i'd be like that's like it's like the focus of adderall without the anxiety it's the calm It's the calm confidence of liquor without the the haze and like the sort of delayed sluggishness. It's the right. like appreciation for color and sound from weed without the anxiety or again the cloudiness. It was right or the munchies. Yeah, or the mun- yeah you yeah. But it was just I just remember I was like it was all the best things without any yeah. of this, and the, and it's completely sober. You're doing it sober. What? You could stop and appreciate what's going on. Dude, I remember I'd go outside. I mean, it almost brought, like, on these, like, ten occasions it happened. Yeah. You would go outside. I mean, it would almost bring you to tears just looking at the sun coming through the trees and the the warmth of your skin and you'd hear birds chirping and you'd see the grass moving. It was more intense than any LSD trip I've ever had. It was just... Yeah. But you're completely clear. You're not tripping. Like... You, and you're sober. Yeah, yeah you, I mean, you get in your car, go to class. You can fun, you right. can function better than you've ever functioned. It's, I mean, it really is like, like it feels to real life, what real life feels like to the first like couple seconds of when you first wake up. You know, when right. you first wake up and you're not entirely, you're not dreaming anymore, but you're like, I gotta fucking, and you're like, what is it? It's Monday. I gotta go to work, but you know that like those like first couple seconds where like even your own own room kind of looks a little alien. You're like, what am I? What am I doing? You're not entirely sure what's yeah. real and what's not. It's like a, you know, or in your yeah. dream, you always gotta do something. You gotta, I gotta turn in the assignment. I get, and you never think why. Right. Like what normal life feels to that is what this state feels to normal life. It's everything yeah. is just. It's just, I don't know. To me, those experiences. Whenever I'd come out of them, I would think like, oh, like, that's what heaven is. Right. Yeah. Heaven's not Same. just this like euphoric, like you're in the clouds with God. Maybe it is. I don't know. But I remember thinking, I was like, if heaven was anything, what would it be? And it's something where everything is amazing. Like, right. And peace. Yeah. yeah total peace. But it's not even like you're high and you're watching a movie and like that's really you ever get really high and what if you don't smoke weed for six months and then you get high and you watch like Star Wars or something you're whoa but yeah. even that it yeah. ends it goes away. Right. In these states, I remember it's just simple shit. Going in my yeah. I, I walk into the bathroom and I open the door and like how grateful I was like here is this like shaped door with a metal lock forged from shit that's dug out of the ground and you go turn right. the sink and you're like here's fresh clean water and it was right. just like i remember i mean it, everything was so um, like i'm like my feet are on a carpet you're like oh wow like i'm not living in the jungle you're like i'm in this house with, with and there's you go outside and there's paved roads and you have a car right. you can just sit in a seat and just go. go just you just gotta turn the thing and you just yeah. and it Effortless. was yeah yeah and it's like there there is no like wanting or desire 
you are just in total ecstatic bliss and appreciation of everything that exists. Yeah, and that's it's just extremely hard to get to that level. It's impossible. Hard to tap into. It's not it, impossible. Impro- not, not impossible. It's not impossible. It's improbable. Isn't that impossible? It's, it's improbable. Bailout. But maybe maybe later on when this book goes out, my friend, you know, finally gets everything going and we can do another podcast about it. Please do. Oh, I still got you for six more minutes, so you're not bailing yet, fucker. Oh, yeah. No, I'm good, man. Uh, you ain't going away, boy. <laughs> Come back here. We like pig. Tommy, I don't want to do the podcast anymore. I don't care, boy. But, um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, oh, <laughs> but it's, Shit. Yeah, it's but uh, I have to smoke this vape thing on here. It's just yeah, nicotine. you can do whatever you want. I don't care. It's fine. I'm trying to get back to the uh, like you said, the uh, the the um, at peace. Yeah, yeah, it's. I've been thinking about that a lot recently because it's in college. I tried to get to that point every day, and every day I would try. Every day. Oh yeah, every, every when I say every single day, I mean every single day. And I would I was I'd work out as hard as I could. I had dumbbells. I'd work out in my room, and I and I kind of found like the harder and the more um, uncomfortable things I did in life, the mm-hmm. more because it had happened ten times between um, between August two thousand ten and May two thousand thirteen. It happened ten times. So yeah, it could, what roughly what twice twice a year, maybe twice three times a year yeah. for three or four years, and it hasn't happened since. And, but that also coincides with, you know, I graduated college, lost my brother, and it kind of just went downhill from there. But when I was in college, I would work out every day. I mean, I would diet. I was always hungry, but I would always diet because it would, like, sharpen my mind. I only took mm-hmm. cold showers. Like, I was very I was very strict with – I didn't drink. I, I, when I did, I went out and partied. But, like, it, I was, like, yeah. once a semester. I found when I sort of, like, hardened everything in life – that's even then it only happened three times a year but versus it hasn't happened once in the last six years or seven years right so it's it's like when you push closer to that you're going you're going into the it's like the i think it was like a, it's like a buddhist preaching it's like mm-hmm. it's like master the fire is hot how do we escape the heat or how do we escape the pain of the flames and the buddha says go into the center of the fire and he says why that's where it's worse and he says because once you're in there everything else is less Ooh, so if you I like sit, it. if you sit at that, or um, if you're in, or Winston Churchill, if you find yourself in hell, if you find yourself going through hell, keep going. Right, it's, you, right. you got to go through the eye, and it's. Yeah. But I would find that, and it was, and on and on top of that, you're not. We're actually going to go a little past two. Is that all right? That's cool. You go like two two ten because now I'm getting in the zone of talking about this. It's like um, you cool with that two ten. Yeah. And then we'll wrap oh, it up. Cool with it, brother. Yeah. And it's, but the, so those were like the 10 experiences that happened. What would happen every day when I meditated was just a general kind of, I would just slow down the thoughts yeah. and I would be like, don't think about, I have four more semesters of classes and then I got to take the MCAT and I got to get letters of recommendation. I would always just bring it down to, I would do what what are we doing today? And I'd be like, I got, I got to study for biochemistry. I got to study for organic chemistry. I got to go take a genetics test. 
let's try to read a chapter of evolutionary biology tonight get in bed by nine and i'd be like i can do that and that's what that's what meditation did for me it just slowed it all down sometimes i'd meditate sometimes i'd meditate multiple times in the day because i'd be doing schoolwork and oh i can't get this practice problem right i'm gonna fail calculus guy if i don't if i don't do well in calculus this isn't gonna look good on my transcript and then how am i gonna be a doctor so what i, I would sit down and i would just be like just meditate i'd be like let's take another stab at it like try it again yeah. and and it was and so it allowed me to slow things down into into just bite-sized pieces it'd be like right. it'd be like you're stocking the shelves at the store and it, instead of getting worked up you'd be like what am i doing right now scan the shelf two of those that's all you got to do yeah you got to do the whole store but just break it down into the shelf next right. shelf one of those okay and once you do that it's always the thought's going to always be creeping in, but you got to do the whole store and then you got to get the trash and they just, no, no, no. What are you doing right now? Just right. do that and do the, I had on Dale Comstock several times, Delta force guy. And he called it, he calls that state of mind, 10 meter targets and meter targets. And so he says, when you're going out and I don't know why he said when you, cause it's not like I can relate to anything he's ever done, but he's like, when you're going on three days of no sleep and you're in hostile territory and you're not, you're on a plausibly denied operation two of your buddies are dead and you got to get to the extraction zone and all you're thinking is i'm not going to get through this i'm not going to survive i'm not going to see my kids again i'm going to be tortured to death he's like no you do 10 meter targets what's in the next 10 meters i need to walk up this part of the hill i need to look at that bush and if anything comes out shoot it and then when you get to that 10 meters you go what's in the next 10 meters and you just do that and what you don't do is go okay well now i got to do 10 meter targets for the rest of the day nope because that's not a 10 meter target right. that thought is not included in the 10 meter target well i still got to do it well that's not a 10 meter what's in the 10 meter target can i go get behind that rock go get behind that rock next 10 meter target i need to go up there i need to check behind that tree i need to check behind that tree 10 meter target can i reload my ammo let's reload my ammo 10 meter target i'm going to go up there and get a sip of water and you just do that and one of two things happen you either die someone's going to kill you in which case it's not your problem anymore or two you eventually <laughs> 10 meter target and then next thing you know he goes and next thing you know your 10 meter target is okay now i'm going to get to the back of the helicopter and then you go oh I, I survived he goes but you just you just call it 10 meter targets in black hawk down the delta force commander describes it as um calls it drone mode and you just go into there's hot there's cold there's pain there's hunger there's thirst he goes you just mm, you stop thinking you just this is what we're doing embrace the suck this is what we're doing and so I would, that's what my everyday meditation is. I'd say everyday meditation was, was a practice on 10 meter target. I didn't know what it was called, but I would say it's 10 meter targets, right? I had those 10 experiences of just bliss, just peace. And I had on an even lesser scale, I had three experiences. And I talked about this to Dr. Eben Alexander last week that, uh, Harvard neurosurgeon I told you about the one who fell into a coma and like went into the afterlife this is a Harvard neurosurgeon this isn't some moron like myself or you like hey guys look at this is a I mean top surgeon in the world right Harvard yeah. brain surgeon I mean you don't need to fucking explain it any more than that right it's yeah, um, yeah. That, that's the peak that is as uh, high yeah. as you can get yeah yeah Harvard brain surgeon I mean done it's it's, <laughs> it's the end it's the end you win here's the trophy but he, 
so I, but I talked to him about it and it and when I listened to his book it, it brought all these thoughts back so talking to him about it last week and now talking to you about it it's coming back more and more and I would say the last year of my life has probably been it's probably been the best from December until now it's probably been the best stretch of time I've had since my brother passed well, I mean for good, six man. years yeah six years has been chaos weight gain yeah. drugs alcohol anger hatred blaming manipulation pushing Mm -hmm. of pushing of responsibility it's it's everyone else's fault woe is me to to admittedly getting better at i'd say 2014 15 and 16 were the worst of those years moved home in 16 i'd say 17 and 18 i was better at it but was still doing it a lot just you know not taking responsibility 19 even better and I'd say around December, it, when I did the first podcast episode, to do the podcast well, I have to sleep well. I have to exercise. It's like it's like pre-med. I got to meditate. I got to. If I don't meditate before a podcast, it's a terrible podcast because I get right. I start to get anxious and I'm like I'm running out of things to say. What am I doing? Yeah. I'm above my parents' garage. Why don't I have a job? Why didn't I go to med school? What are you doing? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> yeah, but but uh. <laughs> Back to the pile. <laughs> Back to the pile. Um, I actually going to the Verizon store this morning. I saw one biker, but I think Bike Week's over. I just saw one, yeah. and it was like the lone. You got to speak. Dates mixed up. I'm, 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 I'm getting off track. So, yep. but so the last nine, ten months, I've been, I've been getting. I've, I've, I've dropped 15 more pounds. I still got about 35 more to drop before I before I look like a freak again. But sleeping, doing the podcast, you know, it's it's sort of relearning like responsibility. If a guest doesn't show, like that's that that's my responsibility. It's no one else's. Like, right. okay, you know, I can't be like, oh, well, I was supposed to have a cool guest on today. With my favorite quote: "No one cares. Work harder. No one cares. Work harder." <laughs> Oh, well, I was going to have on this guy today, but he bailed. No one cares. Work harder. Fuck off. Like, it's, you know, so it's it's been all those things um, and having a long-term goal and working towards all those things and meditating every day. And I, I haven't had one of, like, the good experiences yet, but it's, I think I'm inching back towards that lifestyle. But so, but even less than those 10 experiences. But again, so talking to Dr. Alexander last week and not talking to you, it's starting to it's kind of like occurring more in like the storyline that is my life yeah. it's, it's these little like hints these little like flavors of it coming back right. and but i had three experiences that i've i've taken psilocybin on three occasions and lsd on one occasion i never took them in like a partying way i took them i took them once a year for four years i always took yeah. them with by myself or with one other person It'd always mm-hmm. be like turn the phones off, go into the woods, go into where like we you know shuttle the blinds and have like a meditation room. We always we were always trying to like touch something deeper. Not that I have yeah. anything against people that take it and rock out. I don't want to be some like gatekeeper of LSD, but like <laughs> I would always like try to you know go in very deep, try to you know explore things in myself. You know, think about my brother, <laughs> think about my future, think about whatever. These three experiences I had trump even any psychedelic and, again, completely sober. So unlike those 10 of, like, bliss 
And um, another way to describe those 10 experiences is like everyday life is 720p, like resolution. Those experiences were like 8K, like 8K, 60 frames per second. Like that's the, that's a good, so it's everything's still the same. It's the same trees, it's the same car, but everything is just, the audio's crisp. Instead of like a shitty laptop, you have like studio headphones on. Like that, it's life is life is an 8K with like high fidelity sound, and yeah, right, right. and as are your thoughts. That's the only way I can describe it. Your thoughts are also 8K with, if you can use that analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With these three experiences, though, I mean, it's it sounds like so cliche and so like like. But I mean, you you really do like leave this place. You do, yeah. You, you go in. Mm-hmm. The only way I can the the philosopher Alan Watts said it in his and he has a book called The Book, and he <laughs> he's a, he wrote it in the '60s. But he describes it at the end, and I remember reading it. And I was like, I felt that, like I felt that. But right. he, I remember he, he describes it. He goes, "You will feel very big, like you feel, like you stop feeling your body, and you almost mm-hmm. start to feel." It's like you almost feels like you're touching the ends of the universe. It's just you get this feeling. The way I describe it is like it's like being in a gymnasium at night with the lights off and you're dribbling a basketball. You can't see it, but you can just think about you imagine like the bat. You can almost you get that sensation that you are in infinity. It's whereas those 10 experiences were like waves of bliss and peace. This is beyond that because that is still on the spectrum of bad and good. There's anxiety, there's stress, and then there's bliss and peace. But this is beyond because that's still a spectrum. This is like, this is backing away from that spectrum. Yeah, this is next level stuff. You just, you go in and it's, and when you're there, the only thing is like one thing you think we don't even think it just kind of happens is you go you go the only thing i know is that i know i won't be able to think about this when i leave because it's like you know it's like it's like if a dog could temporarily come up to a human and think about long-term relationships and jobs and the economy and covid and the next laptop and then it went back down to being a dog yeah like it wouldn't be able to were those 10 experiences are a dog temporarily getting better sight these three experiences are a dog becoming a human and then going back to the dog. Right. The dog can't explain it. It has to be in this state to explain it, but it's words that can just, yeah, describe it's, it's, it's a real, it's to, stuff. Yeah. It's total. It's just, it's total oneness with everything. Right. Thoughts completely stop. It's you, you want, you, you get the feeling of like, Oh, someone must have had this experience and th- and then they wrote it down and that's why we have the bible or something you're like you're like someone right. touched this yeah like, do you know what, do you know what i'm talking about dude absolutely absolutely and like i said the the book that's coming out it, it really you really tap into your subconscious so it's it's not easy no and once you get there you want more yeah and yeah. the worst and then you leave and you go and a Jim Carrey actually talks about meditating and I remember listening to it. I was like, you know, he's been there and he says at the end, he goes, and I've been trying to get back for five years and I just can't. And it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Extreme depression, man. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the only way really. Yeah. I guess that's something that's kind of gives me peace is like, to me, that's, 
that's heaven and that that's yep. what i think allows me allows me to try to build a podcast and do something crazy like this despite all the anxieties i'm like I, I know i'm just going back to that place when i die so like might as well go for it like go bigger right? go home man it's like yeah. a video game like might as well play it on expert because yeah. what happens if it doesn't work all right just start over right yeah. you know it's for video game Fini, we need to do a we need to do a meditation episode. Yeah, let's do it, man. Very fuck, soon. Fuck yeah, buddy. Thanks for doing it, man. And um, yeah, this is fun. It's fun as shit, isn't it? It's you just yeah. fucking talk to, and it's not live. It's just us. Just so yeah. When like Force asked me, he's like, "What is it like?" I'm like, "It's like us talking behind the cash register, but there's just a camera running." Right. Right. Which, well, I guess there always is a camera running back there. But uh, oh, ha, ha, yeah, yeah. Maybe this, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the camp. Welcome to the camp. The camp, 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 camp. So, um, on uh, on, on that note, I need to go to work. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I need to find my shirt too. So, um, thanks for doing it, man. And um, appreciate. Are you working tomorrow? Uh yeah, I will be there tomorrow. What I'm there nine to nine forty. I'm open open to two. Me too. Open to five. Oh, nice. All right. Well, I'll see you. Together. I'll see you tomorrow. It's getting better. All right. Woo! Woo! Goodbye, America. Good, 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 that good, came wrong. <laughs> I was about to say, what the fuck was that? Goodbye, America. The infidels will get their time. <laughs> Thank God it's not live. You need, a, you need a you need to work on your uh, outro, Vinny. <laughs> Goodbye, innocence. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> Goodbye, Empire State Building. <laughs> All right, Vinny. I'll see you tomorrow, my man. Yeah. Peace. Ciao. Peace.